So Mohit, I recently came to know that you pay your own fees, your college fees, and considering we are from BITS, the fees are exorbitantly high. Uh, to all the money hungry guys out there, this question is exactly directed to you. So tell us Mohit, what exactly got, in, got you into the sector and what advice do you have to the people out there? So I, uh, so the fees part, I will just say that uh, when I came to college, uh, uh, I always wanted to, you know, uh, be independent. I always wanted to take care of my own. So uh, when I started earning through uh, the different kinds of remote work that I did, uh, that I did with Trexcon or Worldcon, uh, so I, uh, I was earning, uh, by working for Trexcon, I was earning $1,000 per month. So that is how I used to pay my fees and now a lot of people used to ask me, Kiki, you pay the other fees? Even even uh, there was a point where, uh, you know, my dad never said me, Kiki, pay the fees, but I was paying it, so I just continued it. So now we have just stopped asking. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, your dad asks you for financial advice on his own assets. So uh, I just told him, invest in Agro Card. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good marketing in itself. Um, Anyways, uh, a spoiler or an inside information for you viewers out there. A lot of us, not me, let me get out of this, but we all apply for the so-called MCN feature that our college offers. We pretty much fake our incomes, a few of them, and in order to pay their own fees or to benefit out of the system, and then there's Mohit who was in a league of his own. He beat the system in a different way entirely. Uh, Wonderful <laughs> So the advice that I would give to various students listening to this is, you know, just take care, at least take care of your personal finances. So if mm -hmm. your parents give you some money, you should at least know uh, how much money are you spending on what things. So you have to keep a track of them. And well, the other thing on how to get, uh, you know, into this field, into the finance field, I would say, just read resources. There are a lot of resources out there. Uh, the general advice that we give to every person is to start off with Zeroda Varsity. That's a very comprehensive and extensive report on the uh, how how to simplify investments basically. So it will uh, tell you about stock, what are stocks, how do you invest in them, and all these kinds of things. So that is the uh, the initial thing that you need to do to get into finance. So Zeroda is a online platform where yeah. you get resources about finance. Is that correct? Uh, no, Zerodha is actually a brokerage firm. Okay. Uh, uh, you can create a brokerage account there and you know you can trade in stocks there. Mm -hmm. But it has also been doing the work of educating the Indian retail investors. So for that it has created a lot of products. Uh, if I'm uh, right, uh, LearnApp is one of their products. Okay. So LearnApp is doing a great job. They have online courses uh, regarding these kinds of trends in the finance industry like algorithmic trading, what is arbitrage and all these kinds of things. Wow. So one of your co-founders, Aditya Dvivedi, quoted, uh, people between 25 to 35 years mm -hmm. are very poor in terms of self-financial management. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a pretty bold statement to make considering mm -hmm. our target audience. <laughs> so would you plan to highlight the cause of this? So uh, first sort of all, I would say that this is actually true in India. Mm -hmm. India has a financial literacy of very much lower than the other developed countries right mm -hmm. now. So if you ask a 30-year-old IT engineer on how he can invest his money, what kind of different portfolios can he create to, you know, to settle his retirement money or, you know, plan savings. So I don't think you will get an answer from at least 70% of them. Yeah. 
So uh, that is a really important thing. At least you should know how to manage your money because when you're out out of college, when you are in the real world, there uh, it, it's not that easy, right? You, you'll have money, but you'll also have expenses. So yeah. you need to have some investment streams so where you can generate extra income yeah. from. And the thing is, um, um, most of our parents have taught us a lot about savings, yeah. but uh, none of them have taught, taught us about investing. Uh, so there's a very important ratio, uh, like what you should do is you should uh, subtract your age from 100, let's say you are 25, subtract it from 100, 75%, 75% money put into equity and 25% put into more uh, conservative products, conservative products like, like products or uh, fixed deposits or something like that. So uh, 25 to 35 is the age where you have the risk appetite. Yeah. You can take certain amount of risk because you are unmarried and you don't have to worry about a lot of things. Anyway, so yeah, so you have that risk appetite and you can actually um, have a look at these sort of financial products, equity markets and stuff like that. So financial literacy is very important in that age group. And this is a specific problem to India, is that what you say? It is in India and also in other uh, underdeveloped countries right now. I'll give you the simplest example that you won't find anything related to investing in a economics book of a fifth or sixth class student. Right. But these things are there in US and other countries. Correct. Yeah. Moreover, uh, for all I know, mm -hmm. the US students they get into odd jobs. You know, at college level itself, yeah. so they pretty much know how to manage their finances exactly. considering the high prices of their college fees. Correct. So in that sense, we are uh, lagging behind. Yes, yes. For us, a lot of things are taken care of by our parents, and so yeah. we forget about Sad this. <laughs> forget about this part of things. Except for uh, Mohit, obviously, he pays the fees. Another point I'd like to put. Yeah. One of you said, we do have brains, but. The opportunities aren't exploited fully. Mm -hmm. That's yet another very bold statement that you made, mm -hmm. and I, that's as much as you would, as we would like to deny it. It is true. Mm -hmm. So, how about you give me some advice and our users some advice on how to exploit this to the best sense? Right. So, the easiest and the simplest advice is mm -hmm. to keep your eyes and ears open. Mm -hmm. So you have to constantly take feedback from your surrounding and everything. So whenever you talk to someone, whenever you're going through some place, you just have to keep observing things. So you have to see their reactions. Okay, this is the thing. Is question a problem or right? So you know you have to constantly take feedback from all of these things around you, and then you can deduce something out of it. So if I say ki is uh, this specific problem, ye it is a logo problem or right? Mm -hmm. So that way you can exploit these opportunities. That is what I get. Got anything you would have? Um. I would take the liberty to go, move towards the financial markets with this question. So, <laughs> yeah. So um, you're saying that we do not exploit the opportunities that we have. Um, this happens a lot with mutual funds. So what? See, when the government has to do this one thing, that it has to protect its citizens. When a lot of people are parking them, their money with a big mutual fund, what government does is it puts a, reg a lot of regulations on them. Because yeah. it has to protect its citizens, <laughs> right? So because of these sort of regulations, um, the mutual funds are tied. That's why they are not able to give, uh, generate that sort of, those sort of returns. Yeah, okay. And uh, what we do here is we do not take your money. The money stays in your account. We just give you advice. Right? This is what you need to buy. This is what you need to sell. 
And when this happens, um, we do not have those regulations binding us down. And that's why we are able to generate much higher returns than uh, a mutual fund would. So I think we come back to our first point again. Uh -huh. uh, it's just a statement I would like to make, nothing against you. Uh, recently, I, my dad and I had a conversation mm -hmm. as to where to put a little bit of extra money yeah. in the long run. Yeah. He, obviously, it's pretty much anticipated, he said mutual funds and or PPF account, you know, yeah. Yeah. and that's where my, the money is gone at this point. Okay. <laughs> so it looks like I won't be able to withdraw it in anytime soon. Mm -hmm. But in the future, apart from your product, obviously, where else do you think the you know, benefits lie or where do you advise us to put our money? Okay. Okay. So I think uh, you must have heard of hedge funds, right? So what happens in Indian industry, Indian finance industry, we have a lot of regulations. So we don't have hedge funds in India. We call them AIFs, okay. that is alternate investment funds. Okay. So what, what they do is they are a kind of hedge fund, but they are under regulations, different kind of regulations. Uh, so that constrains them. So, but I think these kinds of product can help investors out there because people have been looking uh, into traditional investment products like mutual funds and gold for too long that it now it, it, it has gone out of one, one uh, investment product that excites me personally uh, which will I think arrive in the Indian markets uh, soon enough is uh, retail market, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry uh, real estate market tokenization. So let's say there's a one crore flat you don't have money to buy a 1 crore flat, but it's a pretty good investment, but you can't. So what they do is they break down the 1 crore flat into, to, uh, into 100 tokens. So each token is 1 lakh rupees. Now they go to 100 people and tell, alright, give me 1 lakh, and then they buy the flat on behalf of these 100 people. Now when the flat's valuation goes up to 1.5 crore, they can sell it and you made 50% profit. So uh, it's like bringing a high, high worth uh, investment product down to uh, the normal investors. 